Hey there, you're listening to the Aligned Women Podcast, the original podcast for women in chiropractic. If doing all the things you were told to do to grow your practice have left you overwhelmed and exhausted, you're in the right place. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton, the founder of Aligned Women. We help women in chiropractic who are just like you to grow profitable practices without sacrificing being present with your family. If you're done with spinal screenings and health fears, want more time freedom, more money in your bank account, and a practice that you love without sacrificing your health, be sure to grab the Aligned Chiropractors Survival Guide at AlignedChiroSurvivalGuide.com. Now, sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 175 of the Aligned Women Podcast. In today's episode, you're going to hear from Dr. Rebecca Chapman, who has been a member of Aligned Women for quite a while. I didn't mention that about Dr. Kristen in last week's episode, um, but that's okay. Dr. Kristen, last week, we talked about an idea that she had for her birthing course for chiropractors. Dr. Rebecca and I take a different route today because Dr. Rebecca doesn't have an idea for her course or program but she knows that she wants to create something so that she can get some more time freedom from her practice and still reach her financial goals. At the time that Dr. Rebecca and I recorded this coaching session, she was expecting her third baby who has since been born. And we really focused in on this session on being able to create the time to work on the program that she wants to create. And that probably is something that you can relate to. When I talk with chiropractors or other hands-on practitioners that want to create their course or membership program, it's one of the biggest things that's stopping them is just having the time to work on the thing and actually create it. But if you don't make the time, you're never going to find the time. So Dr. Rebecca and I talk about how she can make the time to work on her course or membership program in today's on-air coaching session. Don't forget If you want to be on the wait list for my new program, Align Practice, which will help you get your first course or membership program up and going, actually available for real people so you can start helping people get results and seeing them yourself, then head over to the show notes for this episode and be sure to join the wait list. I'll be looking for beta testers at the end of October. If you don't want to create an online course or program, or it's just not the phase of practice that you're in right now, I would encourage you to still listen to what Dr. Rebecca and I talk about in this episode, because regardless of if you want to create an online program or not, if you're just struggling to make time for working on your practice, what you hear in this on-air coaching session is going to help you. Lastly, I just want to invite you to come over to Align Chiropractors on Facebook and share with me what is your biggest takeaway from this episode, okay? I want to hear from you. So I'm going to leave you with that. Be sure to listen to the on-air coaching session, and I'll see you next week. All right, everyone. Welcome to another on-air coaching session. I'm here today with Dr. Rebecca. I'm going to have Dr. Rebecca introduce herself and her family to you before we dive into talking about some online course options for her practice. All right. So Rebecca is Rebecca Chapman. I live in a small town in Southeast Missouri. Um, I actually live in Sykeston, Missouri, and I have a practice in Charleston, Missouri. I've had that practice since 2011 
And I just recently in September opened a new office in the town I live in, which is Sykeson. I've done no marketing for the Sykeson office yet. So that's sort of why I'm here. I have, I'm married. We have a, my husband has a trucking company and we have two children, five and 19 months, and we are expecting one in May. So I'm also pregnant with a new office and that was not planned at all. So do you realize you just said you were pregnant with a new office? <laughs> well, I'm pregnant and I feel like a new office is like, <laughs> really, but I opened the new office in September it opened September 3rd, the day after Labor Day. And then at the end of September, I found out I was pregnant. Yeah. It was just such an interesting choice of you're pregnant with a new office. You're pregnant with a baby and you have a new office. Just yeah. to clarify for anyone who may have been confused. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about why you chose to open the second location. So my other office is about 15 miles from where I live, which in St. Louis world is not that big of a deal, probably in small town world, that's kind of a big deal. And I was seeing, had a lot of patients from my hometown, Sykeson, and they were driving over to Charleston and they would mostly make that drive, but it was really hours I didn't want, like I would have to stay after five and see them or, you know, if someone wanted to come in at a time that I wasn't there, it was not convenient for me to go see them at the Charleston office because then that's 30 minutes of drive time on me. So now with the Saxon office, it's super convenient. I can get here in five minutes from my house. You know, if someone, I drive by, you know, numerous times a day because it's small town. So if someone needs to be treated, you know, and they are an existing patient, and it's an emergency. I have no problem coming up here and seeing them or charging them extra, but you know, I wouldn't do that if I had to drive to Charleston. I just, they would have to wait until Monday or whatever. So that's why I opened my office here. Eventually, you know, years down the road, I want this to be my only office. So Your second location. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The town that my first location is in, I'm the only chiropractor in the county. There's only two towns in the county. The population is probably, of the entire county, maybe 7,000 people. Wow. And so I just feel like it, that that town is going downhill. Like who knows what it's going to be in 15 or 20 years, you know? So I wanted to move to the town that I live in, which is, you know, the population is about 15,000 people. And so it's just a little bit bigger. Okay. So I think we got the technical stuff figured out. Hopefully it just resolved itself. What I'm hearing from you as I'm listening to you describe your first location and your second location is that you just feel more momentum in the location of the second office that you've just opened a few months prior to now. Okay. So in addition to having two kiddos and one on the way and two office locations, you've been considering potentially creating an online course for your practice. Tell me more about where you're at with this. First, why? Why would you do this? I feel like, and I don't know if I would say the term course or not. I mean, I'm in the very you know beginning stages. Like, I don't know. Like I said, I have so many ideas and Every day is a new idea and then it goes out the window. But mainly, you know, we I did the marketing class, which I only got about halfway finished. When you started the marketing class, I was on vacation. Then I got pregnant. Then I was sick for two whole months. It was terrible. I was barely moving. But that's kind of where I am at with your marketing course um, was at that point. And so I just feel like I wanted something for working mothers, you know, not in chiropractic, but in life in general, Mm -hmm. like we are pulled in so many different directions. Like I feel exhausted every day. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there is no time 
I feel like every day I have to wake up and it's, you know, get the groceries. What are we going to eat for dinner? Get the kids, get them fed, get them bathed. Like, I feel like there needs to be support. And so I wanted to do something online for that. Yeah. So to help support other women who feel the same way. Right. Okay. Which let's be really clear. There's no shortage of, there's plenty of women who have the same struggle and need, want, and deserve to have support in that struggle. Right. So, I mean, generally we'd want to validate an idea for another service that you might offer in your business. Well, I mean, we can pretty much already assume that there's a need for what you are thinking about offering. All right. So on that note, you're clear about the, about why you would do this from a social change perspective. Why would you want to add another service to your business? To free up myself, you know, having to have the one-on-one contact with the patient. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes, exactly. So if you're able to sort of offer something that allows you to share your knowledge, allows you to support people in an automated kind of way where you can reach an unlimited number of people, then you might also, you should also increase your financial reward for doing that. So then the number of patients that you feel like you have to see in your practice is not the same. Right. Do you have student loan debt? Um, A ton. Would you like to pay it off? (laughs) Like yesterday. Right. Who wouldn't, who doesn't feel that way in regard to their student loans? And there are very people all the time like that. I don't feel like it was communicated enough in school or maybe I was just young and oblivious to the fact, but that is a huge burden. Mm -hmm. It really is. It is a huge burden. I don't know really if in school they can really help you see how much of a burden it will feel like in the future for you. Now we could also say, well, it's not in the school's interest to do that because then they may have fewer enrollments. But I know from my own experience, I could have been a bit wiser with how much I was borrowing and what I was spending, what I borrowed on. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, but the point of asking you this is that it also validates that you need to increase your income, your earning so that you can pay down that debt and you can feel confident doing that without burning yourself out or spending all of your time away from your soon to be three kiddos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's important to really be clear about the why for this, because there's a lot of rhetoric in our profession that says you should just adjust more people. But as a mom, especially as a mom of three, when we went from my stepdaughter to my first two babies to adding then my third baby. So a total of four kids, I felt stretched to a whole new level of like an exponential level of motherhood. Now that's not to say that you'll feel the same way because not everybody does already feel that way, (laughs) but right. You're adding a whole new human who will need support from you. So when people say you should just adjust more people, well, adjusting more people takes more time. And in order to increase your revenue from adjusting more people, you have to give more time away from your family for an indefinite period of time. Right. Now, let's also be clear that creating a more leveraged source of income will also require time. But to a certain extent, once you have the work done, the work is done. Right. And it's easier for you to 
um, delegate some of the work to a virtual assistant, for example, who can help support you as that offering grows. So where do you feel unclear about how to move forward with working on this offering? I mean, like you said, you know, in the initially it's, it takes more time away. And so the time and like how to start it, like how, uh, what um, avenue do I offer it through? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, f- the time component is something that a lot of people are going to feel unclear about, especially if you already feel like you're running the marathon every day, right? Just keeping up with all the things that need to be done in your practice, all the things you need to do as a mom. So the first step here would be to look at what can you eliminate or delete? (laughs) Like just say, that's not important. I no longer need to do that. I don't know this applies to you necessarily, but if you were volunteering for an organization that maybe you were not super in love with (laughs) at the current time, maybe it's time to let that go so that you can give that time to working on something that you are excited about doing now, as an example. Um, And where could you possibly have more support, even if that more support is temporary so that you can get progress or momentum happening on a new part of your business? So let's first look for you. Where might you have something you could eliminate or say no to? Anything come to mind? Uh, there's nothing because all I do is work and then go home. <sighs> okay. But what I do need to do, because I feel, you know, on days that I don't work all day, I feel like I immediately have to get home. My mother watches my youngest child who's 19 months. And I feel like I need to immediately get home and relieve her of that. So like, if I'm not working, I have my children 24 yes. seven. Yes. So I really need and have been looking, especially when I have the new baby, um, to hire someone probably to come into my home and keep my children. All right. I need to do that. I can really relate to your experience because my mom used to be our babysitter. <laughs> Essentially, my kiddos were at her house when I was working. And if I wasn't working, I felt like I needed to go straight to her house and pick them up and, and be with them. And I felt guilty for having any extra time that maybe I stopped at the grocery store by myself without kids or went to work out on a regular basis without having to take my kids to the daycare at the gym and like having my mom watch them that extra time. And so I had two options. Eventually I either could say, all right, I'm going to let it be okay that my mom has them a little bit of extra time, or I'm going to hire someone. And it was a big leap for us when we transitioned to having someone else take care of our kids who wasn't a family member, who wasn't a grandparents. Right. A big leap. And I think a lot of women can relate to that, especially as chiropractors, we we're often practicing attachment parenting types of principles, maybe not to like 100%. We see the validity of spending a lot of time with our kids and yet we're also exhausted. Right. So what would it mean for you to be okay with having some additional support with your kiddos? A lot. I mean, I could focus a lot more on my, on my work, you know, which I feel is neglected because of my family. Well, if you focused more on your work, like if you had more time to focus on working on your business instead of just in it, what would be different? Everything would be different. I could work less hours. I could, um, you know, start up an online class that would mean more money and less time away from my family. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's what, that's what you said, work on it instead of in it. Like I need more time to work on it and not in it because that's what I do. Like when I'm at my office, I normally see patients the entire time Mm -hmm. and then go home. Right. That's what most of us do. Yeah. Because no one told us that we needed to also schedule time to work on our practices. Right. A lot of us are trying to take care of our kids and work on our practices at the same time and feel like nothing is getting done. Well, no wonder, because we've got half of our focus on working on our practice and the other half of our focus on taking care of our kids. And you really can't do both at the same time. Right, exactly. Yeah. I used to feel like when people said, it's not about the quantity of time, it's about the quality of time. That was really offensive. (laughs) And I think I've, I've softened into that a little bit more as I've learned that, I can still have plenty of time with my kids, but yes, when I'm with them, I just want to be with them and not trying to do other things at the same time or like just have the TV babysitting them while I'm working on soap notes. Right. Yeah. That's no, that's not my day of a good time. Okay. Who do you need permission from in order for you to have more support with your kids? No one. It's just about doing it, you know, getting, putting the word out that I'm looking for someone to come into my home and watch my children and and doing that. And I really could start small with my youngest right now and just maybe have someone come in just a couple of days a week, mm-hmm. you know, to free up those days for me to yeah. do what I need to do. That might be a really good thing for your youngest to like develop a relationship with that person before the new baby comes. Right. And for her, her, both of your kids are girls. Yes. Uh, for her to feel like she has trust developed with that person. Yeah, both my children are so attached to me. It's, I mean, it's nice, but it's not nice. It's also exhausting. Totally exhausting. Yeah, because you feel like you have to be everything to them. Next baby's born, I'm just giving him straight to my husband and letting him be my husband's child because... (laughs) That that pretty much happened with my most, my youngest, my most recent baby. My youngest, I mean, she's much more attached to my husband than any of our other kids were. And it's because I had no other option. I was like, you have to give me more support with this kid because I don't have the bandwidth to do this all on my own like I used to. Yeah, no, I agree. So I need, I mean, it's just going to be so hard. You know, my oldest is starting school, preschool Monday. And so, yeah, it's time for them to stop being, you know, attached to my hip 24-7. Okay, so then what you'll need to do is be clear about a schedule that this new person works and takes care of your kiddos that allows you time to see your patients and then also some time to work on your business. Right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So once you have that support and you've got a bit more time to focus on things, what do you think will happen next? You'll have a baby. (laughs) That will be step one. (laughs) Hopefully I'll take action on the ideas that I have. I mean, it takes time, you know, to create new things and um, to implement them. And I need to, and I am like not smart when it comes to technology at all. mm -hmm. And so figuring that out, I think will be a big hump for me. It may be, but I feel that it's totally figure outable. I, I have an online business Um, and six years ago, roughly, I didn't even have a social media account. Not because I didn't 
have the capability of figuring it out. I just, it wasn't even a thing in my life at that time. And when I started my first blog in 2014, I knew nothing about what I was doing and just continued to learn one step at a time and figure things out. And then now here we are. (laughs) So it's figure outable. If you had the intelligence to get through chiropractic school and board exams, you can figure out technology. Yes. It's figure outable. Yeah. Okay. Now you said you hopefully will follow through on things essentially when you have time to be able to focus on working on your, on your business. Is there a part of you that feels certain that you will follow through on working on the future of your business? Absolutely. Tell me more about why you feel that way. Um, because I'm a pushover. So like yesterday in my office, I was so busy and I really try to limit right now the time that I spend with people because I am pregnant. My carpal tunnel is terrible right now because of the pregnancy. And so my arm hurts, you know, I, I just can't treat as many people as normal. And so I have a hard time saying no and like blocking out time. So like if I had you know, saw patients from eight to 12 and then had the rest of the day blocked out to work on my business. If more people needed in, I would not have, you know, I'd have a tough time telling people no. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone else that works alongside you in your practice? No. Okay. So it's up to you to do the scheduling. Yes. All right. So there's not to, I've thought about hiring someone else because my, my hope is that my office gets, really crazy. And I can condense, you know, if I had someone working for me, I could shorten the amount of time that I spend with the patient and see more patients the time that I'm here. If I had someone working my front desk, Mm -hmm. I've had people work my front desk in the past. It's just hard finding the right person, especially in my area. You're just limited to, you know, the, the quality of people that you get. So I've thought about doing that um, so that I don't have to face to face tell people, you know, no, I can't. Yesterday, someone called. And I said, you know, I'm completely booked. And he goes, well, can't you just squeeze me in somewhere? <laughs> I was like, no, I can't today. So, you know, I was good about it then, but I literally had no other time to put him in the schedule. So I'm afraid if I had, you know, the entire afternoon, I would be like, okay, I can just see one and then keep adding. Yes. It's hard limit. Yes, it is about boundaries, but it's hard to be the one who's enforcing your own boundaries all of the time. So perhaps, yes, having someone else who is the right person, setting those boundaries and honoring those boundaries for you would be ideal. But in the meantime, you also need to protect yourself and make sure that you're not overextending yourself in order to serve other people, because then that really doesn't serve anybody in the long run, right? So one thought that I have for you, which you can take as a suggestion and try this on and see if it fits for you is um, when someone says, can I get an appointment this afternoon that you just then offer them? This is my next available appointment. Does this work for you? This is an approach that I've started taking myself because if someone says, oh, I have this problem going on and I really need to talk with you as soon as possible. Instead of me saying, well, let me see where I can fit you in. I just look at what is realistic in my own schedule that doesn't make me feel like I'm going to go crazy and be sweating throughout my entire time with them, just trying to fit them in and knowing that I'm not really even giving them the best that I can be giving them because I've tried to make this work when really it's not working. So 
when someone comes to me and asks me for an appointment ASAP, I just say, okay, here's my next available appointment. Does this work for you? And if they say yes, sold. And if they say no, then I give them the next one after that. Here's the next one, the next time that I'm available or the next opening I have in my schedule. I just feel like, you know, in our mindset, which I'm trying to change more towards the aligned women mindset, you know, chiropractor, when they teach you, it's like you have to treat everyone or they're going to go somewhere else. And so that's the mindset I've had in all of my years of practice until, you know, and I started aligned women. And so I'm trying to, you know, if they go somewhere else and they're not my ideal patient, you know, so I had a, another guy call me the other day and he's like, can you get me in? And I was like, no, sir. I was already gone for the day, actually, because I have a work cell phone that people can call. And yes, I do answer it when I'm at home. But um, he called and I said, no, I can't get you in. And he said, well, I've called every other chiropractor. No one, no one can get me in. And I'm like, not my problem. <laughs> you know. So, I mean, I'm trying to go that way, but it's still, you know, sometimes I think I'm going to lose business. But in reality, the business that I'm going to lose is not my ideal patient. And so mm-hmm. I, need yes. to, I need to work on not caring if I lose that patient. Well, I don't think you'll be surprised to hear this. And I don't know that it's helpful for you to hear this, but maybe it's helpful for someone else that's listening to this, to hear this. What happens when we overextend ourselves in the short term is that we burn ourselves out in the long term, right? And when we honor, when we feel afraid that we'll lose business, so we do things that overextend ourselves to try to keep that business, we actually end up in some cases later with no business at all. Because we're so burned out that we just say, I'm done. I can't do this. I can't figure out how to make it work without feeling like I'm killing myself in the process. So then we just quit. And so in order for us to be more proactive with our longevity in our profession, we've got to put these boundaries in place and and trust the process and know it's going to be okay if you say no. In fact, in a lot of times, a lot of cases, it's good for you to say no it's good for you in the long term maybe it may not feel good in the short term but in the long term it's really important right so what are you hearing from this that i just number one need to set boundaries number two make time yeah okay okay so what is your homework from our time together today what's step number one step number one is find someone to watch my children, <laughs> find someone for my, for my youngest, a couple of days a week so I can work on my business mm-hmm. and not feel like I have to rush home to get my child. Yeah. So step number one point A, if you will, is to be clear about who you want to have in that, in that role and what you want their schedule to be like now and after your new baby comes as well. So that you can be clear about their expectations and your expectations for them up front. Right. Then one point B <laughs> would be to hire that person in that role. Okay. So what's step number two? Um, working on my business, I need to find an avenue to offer an online class. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And before you get there, you're going to need to really start putting clear boundaries in place for yourself in your practice, trusting that it's all going to be for your highest good in the long term, for yours, for your families, and for your practices, and even for your patients in the long term. Because if you got so burned out in practice that you said, I'm done, then they don't have you there anymore. They don't have you in a, in a county where there's no other chiropractors. 
Right. Then there's no chiropractor. That's why it's hard. You know, I used to work, I used to could take off easier when I only had one office. I wouldn't feel as bad, you know, if I only worked Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then took Tuesday and Thursday as half days. I didn't feel bad. But now that I'm in two separate offices, I feel like I need to give them both 100% of my time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like now my schedule is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all day. And then Friday, I just work half a day usually or until one or two. And so that's kind of tough to, you know, splitting up my time because which which day can I only work a half day? Yeah, that's just further justification for you to have a source of income that's not attached to the number of people that you can serve in a specific amount of time. Absolutely. Okay. So do you feel more clear now on what to do moving forward? Yes, but I still have a lot to work on as far as ideas and what exactly I want to offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the ideas will get more clear as you have more specific time to focus on narrowing down the ideas, even testing some ideas interviewing some of your existing ideal patients to get feedback from them about what kind of support they need and want. And that could actually be something that you add to your homework from the session today that once you've got some time cleared up, some bandwidth freed up to work on your business, that you start interviewing some people who would fit the description of your ideal patient or your ideal customer avatar for this new offering and getting their perspective on what they want from you. Right. Does that make sense? It does. What are some of the online classes that you see people offer? I mean, I know a lot of them do pregnancy, birthing, breastfeeding, things like that. But my area is really small for that, you know, to narrow it down that small, I think, you know, I mean, how many pregnant women are around here at one time? Not a ton. I mean, I'm in a small town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like, what are some of the things that you see people offer? Well, first I would say that the more specific you get on what you're teaching, the more quickly it will grow. Because if you're really clear about what the anticipated outcome is from what you're offering, people will be really clear that it's either for them or not. And if they know that it is for them, they're going to be more likely to say yes to it. Or in other words, buy it, (laughs) pay money for it. Um, If you're taking a more general approach to teaching like how to be healthy, for example, it's really unclear what their anticipated outcome from that would be. And there's tons of information out there to help them get healthier that's free online. So then people aren't really sure, is this something I really need or not? It's not clear what what problem that offering is solving for them. Right. So don't be afraid to go really narrow with what you're focusing on in your offering. The more narrow you get, the better. Even even if you're in a small town, it's still okay. Look at it this way. If you launched your course, let's say for the first time, and you had 15 people in it, what would be the impact of that? Just at the initial launch, the first time you had 15 people. That's a realistic number, but it would have a really big impact. And with those 15 people, then you go through the course with them, you get feedback from them, You learn what worked for them, what would they want to do differently, what didn't work for them. And then you make adjustments, pun intended, maybe to the course and you launch it again. And because it's even better and because you've got testimonials from the people that went through it the first time, now your enrollment will be even more. Right. 
So then eventually you might expand to reaching people that are not patients in your practice, either locally who are not in your practice yet and could be, or people that don't even live near you who could also take your course. Right. Yeah, that's good. All right. So another perspective that I'd also share with you about how to know what topic you're teaching is, again, to interview your existing patients who you know, know, like, and trust you and who will give you honest feedback. What problem do they still have after they have been through chiropractic care with you that they want a solution for and that they are willing to invest their time, their energy, their money into a solution for? So get feedback from them. And you probably also have some inkling about this just from listening to your patients in your practice on a day-to-day basis. What are they still complaining about? What are they still asking questions about? Start narrowing down, maybe creating a list of what you're hearing from them, but narrowing down the sweet spot between what you feel like you want to talk about and teach and what other people are asking you questions about. Right. Okay. So that is definitely something you can work on when you've got the bandwidth freed up to do that. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So do you have questions now about what we've talked about today? I don't think I do now, but I might later. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I start taking action. I might have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So as you know, as an aligned woman member, you can schedule a quarterly session with either me or with Goldie. I really loved talking about this topic. So I'm game for doing that in the future again with you. And yeah, you can reach out with questions through email or post them in our private Facebook group. And I'm happy to help. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe the next time you talk to me, it'll be off the ground. Yeah. Rolling. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the Aligned Women Podcast. If you love this show, please share your favorite episode with another woman in chiropractic. Think of your classmates and the woman who practice near you. Is there one who you know is tired, overwhelmed, exhausted, or just burned out? If so, let her know about the Aligned Women podcast right away. And if you love what you hear on this show and want more insight into Aligned Women's proven method for women in chiropractic on how you can have more time freedom and more financial freedom, how you can build a practice full of the right patients, not just more of them, and how you can feel confident that you're making the impact you were born to make as a chiropractor. Be sure to grab the Aligned Chiropractors Survival Guide at AlignedChiroSurvivalGuide.com. Thanks again for listening and see you next week.